Lukut HaSichas Chelek Tezvav, Parsha Vaychi Sicha Aleph, a summary of the Sicha. The first passage in the Parsha says that Yaakov lived in the land of Mitzrayim for 17 years, and then, and then it gives us the total of the years that he lived, 147 years. So the question is asked, we know that Yaakov was 130 years old when he came to Mitzrayim, as it's written in the previous Parsha. If you're going to tell us that he lived for 147 years, and then we know that he lived in Mitzrayim for 17 years. Why does it have to be told to us? And, the, and, and if the opposite, the Torah wants to tell you that he lived for 17 years in Mitzrayim, then why does he have to tell us that he lived 147 years since that becomes clear from 130 plus 17? So why say both? And the answer that they give is because the 17 years that he lived in Mitzrayim, by Chiyaka, that he truly lived, finally had, was able to live a life of comfort and so on, where he didn't have all the tsaras that he had beforehand from Lavan and from, from uh, Esav and Yosef's being sold. So the Torah gives us the group, the 17 years, these 17 years were the years that he truly lived. And why does it put it together with the other, uh, with the other 130 years? Why does it make the total? Because, since it's unnecessary to tell us the total, because we know it already from the calculation on our own, the reason is because the Torah is telling us that the good years that he lived in Mitzrayim were so good that they made him forget about the, 17, the, the 130 years previous, about the Tzaras that he had then. Kulam, Shavim, Lateva, they all seemed like perfect years. His life seemed perfect as a result of these 17 years. So we have to understand what does it mean that, a hun- that 17 years of good life can suddenly make 130 years of difficulties go away? What is the meaning of that? So to explain, let's look at the, what the Medrash says. The Medrash asks a question, why is it that the Parsha Vaychi, usually all other Parshas, there's a break in the, there's a space between the previous Parsha and the new Parsha, to show the separation, the beginning of a new Sedra. But by Vaychi, there is no, sep- there is no space in between Vayigash and Vaychi, it flows right into it. So the Medrash asks, why is it that there is no space? Why is it called a stuma? It's a closed parsha. In other words, that there is no break in between the previous and the new one. So he gives three reasons. One is because when Yaakov Avinu passed away, the, the hearts and the eyes of the Jews became closed up because of the intense, not intense, but the in, enslavement of the Jews began after Yaakov Start, uh, passed away, the beginning of it. Another reason why is it, clo- why is it closed? Because Yaakov wanted to reveal the cats when Mashiach would come and he, it was taken away from him. Stuma, it was Nistam Imenu. He was not able to, to see it anymore. And the third reason is because it took away, the 17 years of Mitzrayim took away from him the Tsaras of the, of the world. What happened before? So the question can be asked, since, as we said, Vaychi Yaakov expresses the greatness of Yaakov's life at that time. So why is it that the Medrash starts with the difficult time, the two answers which express a negative thing that happened around Vaychi? Why doesn't it start with the third answer, which is that it took away the Tzaras, which is what Vaychi means. That's what Vaychi also says. Why, does that, that, why is that one the third answer to why it's Stuma? In fact, the question could become even greater. Rashi leaves out the third answer altogether. He only answers both the first two answers. He leaves out the one about he forgot about the tsaras. 
So why is it that in Pshudosh Mikra, where Vaychi means the best life that Yaakov lived, Rashi chooses to ignore that answer altogether? And the answer lies in the fact that when you look at the Parsha Vaychi, it seems to be telling us not the stories about the life of Yaakov living in Mitzrayim, but rather his passing away. The theme of Vaychi, the whole of the Parsha Vaychi, the whole uh, thrust of the Parsha is about the passing away of Yaakov which has to be explained this soon but in therefore the two answers that Rashi brings about why the, the Torah closes up the Parsha has to do with what is this Parsha talking about it's this Parsha which talks about the passing away of Yaakov therefore Rashi chooses and the Medrash starts with the two Pshatim which talk about what happened as a result of Yaakov passing away that it started the Shibud and also that he wanted to reveal the, the, uh, the time of Mashiach which happened around the time that he passed away but now we have to understand if the whole Parsha talks about the passing away of Yaakov then why does the, Torah, why does the Parsha begin with Vaychi Yaakov and it's named Vaychi and we know that the name of the Parsha is supposed to express the meaning of the Parsha the theme of the Parsha so why is it called Vaychi if it talks about the passing of Yaakov and the answer to this is that if you want to know what the real meaning of life is, life means something that is eternal. And that's why only Hashem can truly be called alive. As it says, the Pasuk says, Hashem alakim emes hu alakim chayim. Hashem who is, the tr- the, is truth. Truth means something that lasts from beginning till the end. The word for emes is made up of aleph, mem, sof, the first letter, the last letter in the alphabet and the middle letter in the alphabet because only something which lasts from the beginning all the way through the middle all the way till the end is called truth and Hashem is that way He exists from the beginning until the end and unchanged and therefore that's the only thing that can be called life and as we say about Mayim Chaim there's a requirement that when you mix the ashes of the Parah Adum and the red heifer with, it has to be from Mayim Chaim living water meaning from a from a spring, but if you take it from a river that stops e- running even once in seven years, it's called misleading waters. It's not called true, truly living waters, and it's you can't use that water. Something that doesn't go on forever is not called life. So therefore, nothing, no created being, can be called alive because it starts and it, then it, it starts at some point that wasn't there before, and then at some point it no longer exists. So that's not true life. The only way that a, a created being can be called living is when you attach yourself to Hashem, who is the source of life. And when Hashem is the real meaning in your life, so then you become also eternally alive. And that's why Yidin Jews are called living, because we're attached eternally to Hashem, and therefore we take on that eternity as well, and we become eternally alive through Hashem, through being connected to Hashem which explains why this parsha is called Vaychi because all of Yaakov's life that he lived until he came to Mitzrayim he was attached to Hashem truly without question but there is no proof that what, what would happen if he came to a place where he was compl- lived in a place which was completely devoid of all morals he lived in Erev Sa'aretz, a place like Mitzrayim would he be able to remain attached to Hashem then? Only when he came to Mitzrayim. And even over there he was attached to Hashem. Did it prove 
that kolam shavim l'tayva that the 130 years that he lived elsewhere in Yisrael and in other places there his attachment to Hashem was also real and also eternal because it exists even now and not only was Yaakov Avinu alive in Mitzrayim, but all of his children, every single one of his children remained connected to Hashem and continued to serve Hashem and his grandchildren and even Yosef that, uh, that ended up stuck over there for 20 years without any connection to his family and even the children of Yosef, Menashe and Ephraim that were born into Mitzrayim they never even saw the old country even they remained not only deserving of Yaakov's bracha but that the bracha is that all future fathers and mothers of Jewish people will bless their children. You should be like Ephraim and Manasseh. That's the kind of children they were. That brought out the true meaning of life, that Yaakov is truly alive. And as the Gemara says, that Yaakov Avinu loy meis, that in regards to Yaakov Avinu, it doesn't say in the Torah that he died, even though by Avram and Yitzchak it does, but by Yaakov it doesn't, because Yaakov Avinu loy meis, just like his children are alive so he also is alive and the true the best proof of this is that even after Yaakov passed away even after his neshama left his guf his life continued because his children and his grandchildren continued to serve Hashem in the same way that he was alive and therefore it's only after Yaakov Avinu passed that you could truly see that he was truly alive only that can be called Vechi. And this also gives meaning to what the, the Tup Shatim that, Yat, that uh, Rashi brings. That when do you know that when a Yid is keeping Torah and Mitzvahs, he is truly connected and alive and connected to Hashem if a, person, a Yid keeps Torah in a time when he is not in Golos? That doesn't prove anything yet. You're connected to Hashem in a time when it's not Golos doesn't mean that you're truly alive. Even in Golos, there is a time when a, a person is in Golos, but you can see, you can imagine the Geula, you can already see the Geula coming, or you, in your mind you can see it. So then you're still, it doesn't prove anything yet. When a Yid is in a place in Golos, that the Golos is so deep and so terrible, that you can't even imagine the, the, the Kates anymore, Nistama Kates, the Kates is so far from your mind you can't even imagine it. The Golas is so deep that you can't imagine the Golas, the Geula. Only then, if a Yid still maintains his connection to Hashem, do we say that's proof that he is truly alive. And that's why Rashi brings those two Pshatim, of Shibuda HaGolos and of Nistama Kates, to bring out that that is the truth. That is when truly a, a Yid comes to life. That's when it proves that there really is life in this Yid, that he's truly connected to Hashem and therefore lives et- eternal life. And that brings out that the real reason why Nistam Emmanuel Kates, why was the Kates uh, blocked from Yaakov? The reason was because it wasn't time yet. And therefore it, was, it wouldn't have brought out the depth of the Geula if we didn't reach the depth of the Golas. So the purpose of Nistam Emmanuel Kates was so that it should bring to the real revelation of the Kates, the Kates as it needs to be after the depth of the Golos that we have to be subjected to for some reason.